Welcome back, guys. Welcome back. Uh, it's table time. You guys are probably hungry. We are going to give you this message that you can discuss at your tables, and we're going to try and be as quick as we can. Uh, we do have a really powerful message here, and I got a lot of content, but I'm going to try and wrap it up um, for you guys in a nice package. So last week we talked about starting from a place of rest, right? Like how important is it to start from rest so that you can work well, as opposed to working, working, working so that you can rest, right? It should be the other way around. And this week we're going to talk about returning to your first love. If you're going to start somewhere, right? If you're going to start your new year, if you're going to start your marriage from a really good place or a friendship in a really good place, it should be from a place of being returning to your first love with Christ first. Yeah. Right. Like if my relationship with Christ is intact, then I can be a better husband, a better father, a better friend, mm-hmm. you know, which reminds me of the Bible verse. First John 410 mm-hmm. in this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the substitution for our sins. Yeah. It's so good. It's this crazy idea that like, even before we could love God back, right? And even like with the possibility that we would reject his sacrifice, right? It's not that we loved him first. And I think so often in relationships, we think about like mutual love where it's like, hey, like I'll love you if you love me. And if you love me, then I'll love you. And like that, a lot of times is the way we kind of go about relationships. And like, man, can you imagine if Jesus treated us that way? Like, hey, if you receive my sacrifice, I'll actually bless you. If you receive my love and you, you know, or if you love me back, then I'll, I'll give you more. And, but he doesn't approach it that way. He's like, here, here, take all of me. I'm laying all of me down for you and you and you and you, right? And if you accept it, like there's blessing in that. But if you reject it, I can't do anything to make you receive this, you know? And would you agree, all of you guys at home, and would you agree that all relationships are built upon two questions? Mm -hmm. Okay, what are these questions that we have? Who am I to you? Mm -hmm. And who are you to me? Right? And we all answer these questions on a regular basis. Who am I to you and who are you to, to me? And I, now you guys understand, like I'm talking about marriage as the analogy for this, but ultimately like we're talking about our relationship with God, with Jesus, the Father and the Holy Spirit, that if you can answer these questions a little bit too easily, it almost seems like we've lost our wonder or our awe for who he is And I need to, it's almost like I've made God commonplace. Like I I never want to get to a place where I can say, God, I, I, I know you. Like, yes, I've experienced you, but like, no, like the reality is like, I never want to get to a place where I feel like I know you like through and through, like, like we're just common, Mm -hmm. common friends that are just hanging out. Like, no, like there is mystery and wonder and awe in every moment. 
And if we will return back to a place of first impression to ask these questions, right? Even in our relationship, like, like how cool is it, would it be to, for us to sit down and ask these questions from a fresh perspective? Who am I to you? And who are you to me? So it goes along with the cycle of love, right? Mm -hmm. Like number one, we have our first impressions of each other when we first meet. Yeah. Um, Especially when it's a new relationship that eventually turns into a marriage. What was your first impression of each other? My impression of him was, who is this guy? Like, you just came in. I had no business in her workplace. And we say that because I worked in a maternity store. And I'm like, who are, like, okay, my first impression is you're a customer. You're here shopping for someone who's expecting, you know? Mm. Those were my first impressions of you. You didn't think I was handsome? I didn't really get a good look at you. You were in a bubble coat. (laughs) I I know that my first impression was like, I walked into the store and I was like, dang, who is that girl? I need to I need to know her, right? <laughs> that was my first impression. But then as you move through the phases of relationship, you come to this place of attraction or romance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of think of that as like the um, you know, the flirting phase yeah, or getting infatuation. To, getting to figure out who is this person, what yeah. is this person like, oh, I wanna like it too, what they like or do what they do, type of thing. Yeah, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is adventurous, you know, this little spontaneity happening. And then all of a sudden in a relationship, uh, you get to this place of reality. And disappointment. Ooh. But reality doesn't always have to have disappointment, mm-hmm. but it can. It can, because you had those expectations in that relationship. Yeah. Un, unbeknownst to the other person, you had these high expectations put on this person. And then of course you have your disappointment when they didn't meet those expectations. Right. I mean, you realize like all oh, this person snores at night mm-hmm. and they can't stay still when they sleep. Or this person drools, or this person likes two blankets, you know, just like... Notice that we're talking about ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) We're not pointing any fingers here. Mm. Um, And if you can make it through that phase, you find what? Stability and commitment. Mm -hmm. And that's really the place that all of us want to get in relationship, whether it's your relationship with your spouse or a friend or, uh, you know, a business partner, but even more so... With Christ, you want to get to a place of stability mm-hmm. and commitment. I mean, I think about as long as we've been following Jesus, talking with him, building relationship, I feel like in a big way, we've come to a place of stability and commitment. It's like, I'm committed to you, Lord, and we are stable in this relationship. This is immovable. We're not moving from this place, right? Yeah. And I kind of don't want to stay there. If that makes sense. You like the uncertainty. I want to, I want to get to a place of like mystery and adventure back with the Lord of like these, when the, the first impression of me, when I met Jesus, right. Of the Holy spirit, like I was the first impression rose. That's what you want. (laughs) But I think the whole point of this is that we're supposed to return to that place that when we find ourselves in these cycles of relationships, that we don't just settle on stability and commitment, but we return back to the first impression, the first love, where we begin to ask this question again, who am I to you 
and who are you to me? Mm-hmm. And then we realize that in the midst of all this, that there is, there's more to learn, that we've just begun to scratch the surface, that like the relationship that I think that I have with Christ is actually way deep. Like what's available to us in the Holy Spirit is way deeper than what I have really experienced. And if I will settle for stability and commitment, right? I feel like in some way, like I'm missing out on this, these other beautiful experiences or these other um, different facets of who he is. And I'm going to miss out on that if I settle for stability and commitment. Mm. Not, that's, not that stability and commitment is bad in itself, but where, where's the, the fiery passion that relationships once have, right? How do you go back to that place? You know, this kind of goes, ties into the fear of the Lord of, you know, a little bit of what I talked about last week about how important it is to, to remain in a place of awe in a relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but dishonor, the word dishonor, uh, it could also mean common. So like when a relationship, if I become, look at you and you become common to me, in a relationship, it's actually dishonor to you and vice versa, right? Like if, if we become too comfortable and this relationship becomes common, all of a sudden it's like, uh, not only in your marriages, but in that fresh passion for the Lord, like, would you guys return to your first love? And like, how do you do that practically? Whatever that is in each of these relationships, when you first became passionate about the Lord, what did you do? How did you talk to him? Were you excited in those moments to just be with the Lord, right? And and has Jesus become common to you? I think this is like a real question we have to ask ourselves. Has Jesus become common? And if he has, it's dishonor to who he is and I don't mean to like, you know, put too much conviction on this, but like, I think in some ways, if I'm being honest, like there's parts of my life where Jesus has become common and I don't want to stay there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to stay in that comfortability where I'm mi- I feel like I'm missing out on aspects of my relationship with God if I, if I stay there. And I think you are too. If you agree, like, there's a deeper level of passion that Jesus has for you. So John 15, this, this kind of brings me to John 15, 16. You, you did not choose me, right? But I chose you mm-hmm. and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give to you. Okay, so... Here's some questions that I want you guys at home to kind of talk about at your table time. Here's the first thing is, one, will you return to starting the starting line, right? And ask these questions. Who am I to you and who are you to me? And will you sit with God and simply start there, right? And then will you allow him to ask you that question, hmm. right? Think about like, not only, God, who am I to you? 
and who are you to me? And allow him to respond, but then allow him to question you. Because that's the beautiful thing about relationship is that it's face-to-face conversation. Yeah. You know? And then we have, um, what does it mean uh, to return to your first love? I want you guys to kind of discuss about this. What does this really mean to you? Um, what kind of things, what does this bring up? What kind of things do you want to implement in your life? Um, and do you spend, this is a question for everybody, and be honest, do you spend intentional time with God in conversation, asking and listening? Um, the reason I ask that question is because a lot of times our prayer time can almost feel like we are just talking at God or we're just saying things, right? Mm-hmm. But really prayer time is a conversation with the Lord. It is asking and listening. It is communication with him. So um, we want to pray with you guys. And we just hope that you guys are enjoying community around the table. um, And that these questions kind of help you to really dive deeper. Um, So Father, I thank you right now for just the entire Wave community and what you're doing. Um, I can't wait to be with you guys in Las Vegas next week. And we're going to continue our our sermon series start here. But I just I pray, Lord, that um, you would draw us closer, that um, our relationship with you would not become common. Yeah. I pray that uh, even in commitment and stability, that we would still seek the passionate moments, the first impressions, that you would do something new in our lives. I just feel like that right now. Do something we've never seen before. Show us a part of you, God, that we've never experienced before. Take us to a new place of revelation. Take us to a, a new place of intimacy, Lord. Help us return to that, that fiery passion that we had in the beginning. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Just bless everyone right now who's yes. gathered around the table. That he's closer than the air you breathe. And he desires to spend time with you. Yes. Don't get so busy.